0: Alrighty, so if you're listening to this, then you are listening through my podcast. Uh, now, I did share this on Facebook Live as well. Uh, and if you'd like to, in the description in the podcast, I'm actually going to post the Facebook written post in the description. So if you want to actually click that, you can read what I wrote. Um, it was almost like a short blog. On 21st Century Warfare, which is what this uh, particular podcast is going to be about. And just to cover the range of things, everything that's going on, trying to encapsulate it. I wrote it all out, and so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read from it, but then I'm going to also explain what do I mean when I say certain things in this quote unquote blog, right? Um, Facebook is kind of a mix, right? You can post whatever you want to Facebook. So I'm actually gonna be looking from my phone. I'll be just referring to the written portion of it that I just wrote down, right? So without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and go live to Facebook. Well, hold on one second. All right. Alright everybody, what is going on? Hope you guys are having an amazing evening. Great start to your Monday. Now, I just wrote out an entire post and posted it, uploaded it to my Facebook just a moment ago. And uh, what I'm actually gonna do is I will be posting this into the chat, okay? So you guys can refer to it. I'm just gonna be literally reading from my own Facebook post so that you guys can actually just explain basically, what I wrote down. Almost wrote like a little blog. So without further ado, let me share this right now in the comments. Okay. One second. Once I do this, you guys can open a new tab or whatever. Uh, You can be looking at this while I actually share it with you guys. Boom, boom, pow. And commenting it here alright so I've just left it there in the Facebook chat and again like I said if you're listening to this through my podcast you can literally just click the Facebook link that's in the description right there okay Uh, now I talked about 21st century warfare and why do I say warfare Why why do I mention it like war like we're at war well it's because this is what war looks like it's and I mentioned the 21st century because War is not going to be an invasion from one army to another, you know, invading land, taking over territory, using things like soldiers and tanks, right? The war of the 21st century deals mainly with communications and information, okay? That's where we are today, right? It's economic warfare, it's cyber warfare, it's even um, in the future, we're going to look at space warfare. And I went over that a little bit in my podcast, all about space. And how the future, the next frontier, if you will, is space, right? So I mentioned the 21st century because I'm trying to help you all understand that uh, this is war, is what this is. This is what war looks like, okay? So don't get it all twisted and just think that this is politics or this is just some Joe Schmo period of time. It is definitely not just a traditional period of time and just because congress hasn't declared war on china or the big banks or the communists in our country or any of it that doesn't mean we're not at war that's actually the problem right now is that our government who is is here uh, to serve and protect and that actually includes law enforcement on in many ways law enforcement is actually not doing their job. Um, there are so many criminals right now that are running around. The lemons on TV in Chaz or whatever in Seattle, those are pointless. those are that that's nothing compared to what's actually going on uh, behind the scenes and underground. okay there's so much happening that the 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 idiots the useless idiots that you see on the street repeating talking points from the media, those people are just that. They're useless in this political warfare. Those are pawns. You need to be looking at the bishops and the knights and the kings and the queens in terms of this chessboard that's laying out and focusing so much on just the, uh, the low-level infantry, if you will, in this warfare. is It's not going to win the battle. One example is… Talking about police, right? Police brutality and all that, and then talking about defunding the police. And then it's like, oh, you're gonna make memes, you can make jokes about, you know, defunding the police and how, oh, you know, that's so stupid because when you call the police, no one's gonna answer. That's so dumb. That's not what they want to do. There's sophisticated people at work here that are focused on taking control of the police. They wanna make the police department, which by far and large, is uh, pretty patriotic and really means well and wants to do a good job, right? They want to turn the police department into their own police, okay? The communist-style police, right? Just like the Nazis did with the brown shirts and with these different people who would run around and and they were acting like protesters and they were acting like enforcers. They were They were Nazis, they were fascists, but that's what they want for our police. They want our police to be that way. That's not what our police is right now. But they want to turn our police into sort of a communist level um attack force that implements laws and policies that you don't want, right? I mean, what wh- I mean again. What did we just see with COVID-19? We just saw police Uh, Again, patriotic Americans were upset about police when police were arresting moms at the playground with their kids for not social distancing or whatever. You remember that? I do. So there's a particular level of law enforcement already right now that are uh, carrying out policies that are unconstitutional from their founding, right? And remember, the police itself is not a constitutional thing either, right? Right. So, again, we, we, we get into the semantics of things. I bring that up because y- people who are trying to debate other people about this issue are saying things like Blue Lives Matter and all this stuff. Again, guys, that's not how you win. That's not how you have victory. That's not how you transcend the dialogue that bogs people down in the trenches intellectually. You transcend that kind of dialogue by talking about the real issues. If you don't know the real issues, then that's why you can listen to this podcast, for example, is you're going to find out the real issues. What the podcast I'm doing is dedicated to uh, achieving essentially is allowing the regular people, simple minded folk out there to have complex ideas and simplify them to help them understand them, not just for you to comprehend, but literally for you to carry out and explain to other people, use that intellectual energy to help dialogue in your community in your family and friend group. Okay. So that's really what we're looking at doing, right? What did I mention? I said, this is the list of fake. Uh, this is the list of what, what, what warfare looks like, right? The 21st century, fake pandemics using a weaponized flu. That's a loaded thing to say. It's a real flu. It's weaponized out of Wuhan, China, in a a bioweapons lab over there where they make vaccines and where they make bioweapons. They actually make weaponized viruses. Again, that's not a conspiracy theory. These are just facts, okay? So we have a weaponized flu delivered to not just kill the economy. That was what it was supposed to do, kill the economy. It it wasn't that the flu was going to kill millions of people. Remember how people talk about Bill Gates and all that stuff? That wasn't the goal. You see, it's it's all about, you got to think deeper than that. The flu, the COVID, shut down supply lines to the third world. The third world now, no one cares about this. BLM will never talk about it. But the third world, including Africa and many countries there, are dying. They don't go to do a depression in the third world. The third world just dies. They just starve to death. So there's millions, I think there's a hundred million more this year that are going to die of starvation than would normally die in a given year. So just think about that. So while we look at COVID-19 numbers, again, the false reality of just, oh, that is what matters. Okay. That death count matters. Well, what about the starvation death count? Why don't we watch that one? It's like the numbers of starvation versus COVID would be rapidly increasing. So, but you're not supposed to talk about that because you're supposed to be an idiot. Now moving on, forced medical tyranny. What did I mean by that? Well, forced medical tyranny essentially is having vaccinations for your children to go to school, and it's all about COVID-19. All about COVID-19 and only COVID-19. Right? I like how Yvonne here um, she mentions is she mentioned she mentions Yemen. Yemen is going through a revolution right now, and it's it's a war war factions from Saudi Arabia and Yemen. No one's been talking about that stuff. That's the stuff that I've been looking at uh, two year, two and a half years ago. I was looking at Yemen, um, but again, no one, no one. That doesn't matter. You see what I'm saying? See, things like that don't matter to the lemons out there, the mob. The mob only focuses on what the media drives them to focus on, and the mob would tell you they hate the media. That's the crazy part. They would tell you, "Oh yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah." They don't believe this and that. This is, but it's like, well, you're actually the media is smarter than you think. They, they're they're outsmarting everybody because it's like you think you're woke, but you're actually the most asleep. I, that that's what I've seen. Again, I posted this on my story the other day, and I said it was like a, a meme of of you know, if the revolution is televised, it's not the revolution. And what do I mean by that? If the media is propagating some BS about a a hoax, a COVID-19, or the Black Lives Matter, the race rioting, and all that stuff. That's not the revolution, that's the fake. But yet people buy into it because that's what they think. While at the same time, there's real problems in the world that you have real people daily trying to attack and trying to address and trying to handle and maintain. And it's those people who stay focused on that mission despite what the mob is doing, those are the people who matter most. Those are the people who are actually gonna continue to bring this this country forward and again i say this country because america does lead the world a strong america does mean a strong world and if you don't believe me just take a look at some history and i love how people are burning the history down when i get to that but it's very important that america stays intact america stays strong and we stay united because we're the fucking shit we are amazing in this country you know there's so much amazing rich history that this country goes into. And I'm going to get into that. But one thing I want to mention is that there was slavery and discrimination and sexism and all of this homophobia. All that was a reality around the world from literally like a hundred years ago, 20 years ago, and so on and beyond into infinity, infinity to when Adam and Eve were born. Basically, that's how long we've had Slavery and discrimination and racism and all of these problems. Think about that. And in less than 200 years after America's founding and conception, America goes through a civil war to end slavery. Think about that. So it took America less than 150 or so years to correct what history had been repeating for literal centuries in the past. So, But then we still bitch about what's not perfect in America. That's, that is the, such a key and fundamental understanding that I wish that everybody would get. But most people, okay, most people don't take time to watch history and listen to history and read history. So uh, I checked the medical tyranny. The selective outrage over race relations to divide and conquer. You know, the British used this kind of concept in India. They called it the great game. That's what they called it. The British go ahead and look it up. British history, the Great Game, and in India, they would war these tribes. They would they would gossip and create division between the tribes in India, and the tribes would go to war with each other. Where the British only had about a thousand troops there on the land and and sort of administering things, right? Well, in, in that history, they saw how they could just send spies, a spy network, and create propaganda literal propaganda within different tribes pinning them against each other and the tribes ended up warring and after killing each other destroying each other the british came in as the saviors at the end of the day it's like a movie but this is what's happening right now in, in america the british come in as the saviors and say we're gonna delegate from here on out how things are gonna go you see how that works And so that is what people in power do. I'm not talking about left or right even. There are people who are either scared to talk about it, which I'm going to mention, or there are people who are involved deeply in it. They're actually fundamentalists when it comes to race, division, divide and conquer. There are particular bishops and kings and knights placed in particular places to create that race division. And they are activated when race division comes, like the Don Lemon's on CNN. Like they get the spotlight on CNN because you know of their of their race, literally. So that's just one example of how there are certain weapons that are being used, and they're only being delivered at certain times that are key and fundamental to create a facade of what seems like an organic um, uprising, but in reality is totally planned and plotted. So the grand reveal of a communist uprising, you see. The communists are still a real thing. And this is – I've talked about this in my podcast as well. But the most genuine communist is somebody who believes in communal uh, gatherings and communal uh, exchanges and that the Marxist that, – that Leninist ideology of fair share and equal and the workers' revolution. Those kinds of things. The most well-meaning communist – has this idea and this has to be a fundamental thing that all innovation and change is over and that everything is already perfect and that they need to just have institutions in place in order for them to create the perfect world. So it's very simply put, if you think that working out your chest on bench press, and there's like a perfect way to bench, or there's a perfect way to uh, do your, to get big, or to lose weight. Let's just put it this way. Let's put it in a generic sense of losing weight. Let's say somebody comes out and says there's a perfect way of losing weight. Here's the way, and if everyone does this, everyone will lose ten pounds in ten days, right? And then, and then that person comes out, but then somebody else says, well, wait a second, that's not a, that's not the best way they're gonna innovate, they create something even better, right? And they say, this is how you lose 11 pounds in 10 days. You see see what happens? That's a free market world, right? Well, what communists genuinely believe is that everyone wants to lose weight in 10 days. This is the way to do it. This is the perfect way. We're gonna move forward, and in order to move forward, we have to convince the population that this is the only way forward to lose 10 pounds in 10 days. I'm just saying that as an example. But what happens is, then if people say, "Hey, I, I lost 11 pounds in 10 days, and I did this instead, Communists are not allowed on other ideologies. Other ideologies can't infiltrate that uh, a, a particular way of doing things, a way of life, because if it does, it compromises the entire system. So in order to have communism, you need to have the death of ideas and innovation. With the death of ideas and innovation, no outward thinking whatsoever, only then can they create systems and divide and make sure that everything is fair based on what they thought was already perfect. But the capitalist free market guy, they believe that there are always ways to grow and become better and innovate. If you don't believe me, go ahead and take a look at NASA and the difference between NASA and how they've adopted a commercial flight program, space flight program, where they had to bring on private companies like SpaceX in order to innovate. And let me tell you that last thing, finishing up that, and the NASA administrator, his name is Jim Bridenstine or something, he just said as SpaceX launched two Saturdays ago, he said SpaceX is willing to do something that NASA – government is not spacex is willing to fail and that has not been more true because is with that failure that you have success in communists the most intent the most well-meaning communist they don't want everyone to fail they want a bubble reality where the way things are are just the way things are and everyone should just slice the pie the existing pie and slice that into pieces for everybody when the free market capitalist says, hey, there's enough ingredients here to make a whole nother pie, not only to make another pie, but to teach people how to make pies and then have so many pies that there's so much prosperity, right? So again, that's – that's. But, but we have a communist uprising because they believe – guys, they're not idiots. They really believe that they're doing the right thing. So you have to come with a heart and talk to these communists. And most people are communists. I mean people – young people especially, if you got to their ideology, most people would consider themselves socialist, genuinely. So think about that, Okay, They would consider themselves socialist if you asked them about certain policies and how we should go about them in terms of government. So you have to come at it with a a heart of love, Okay, You can't just be – super intense and say that they're stupid or whatever. And I just explained it. If anyone here's lean socialist or things like that, you probably would think, hey, maybe I should take a second look at that stuff because of the way in which I'm laying it out to you now, right? So what else is 21st century warfare? The destruction physically and technologically of history and culture without any appreciation for the struggles and triumphs To create a better world. So that's a loaded statement as well. And by the time I'm done with this whole live, I'm probably just going to end up doing just this first paragraph. That's, that's how intense this is. So listen to this. Okay. What do I mean by the destruction physically and technologically of history and culture? What do I mean by that? Well, physically we have statues coming down and we have books burning. We have people really attacking the the history of the, of this country. Okay. So the physical history, the monuments, all that stuff. They're tearing it down, right? And so again, there's it's like something's happening in my garage by the way, if you're hearing some extra noise, that's that's what that was. What do I mean when they say when I say that they're destroying it technologically? Well, we have technological giants who have dictated to us what the reality is gonna be, right? So what reality is is based on what Google tells us. Based on what Facebook or what I saw on Facebook or Twitter or um, any other government institution or technology says. So we only believe what the institution is creating for us as our history. Technologically, they're erasing history. They're rewriting it. So if you Google certain things right now, either number one, they don't even pop up. Or number two, they pop up but they have a false narrative revolving around what it is you're trying to look up, right? So you never get the truth. And that's that's a very dangerous, dangerous time to be in. So um, we've got, let's see. What do I mean by there's, there's without any appreciation for the struggles and triumphs to create a better world? What do I mean by that? Well, because we've already struggled in the past, especially in this country, to... Have those triumphs, okay, over different problems that have, have have come about in the country? Think about that. We've had a civil war. We've had protests. We've had laws. We've had ju- uh, ju- um, justice. We've had different situations that have allowed us to pave a solid way, a roadway into the future to where literally we are in a day like we are today where everyone despite your color creed religion any of it whether you're irish or or italian or african-american or anything like that or whether you're jewish or gnostic or spiritual or christian uh, and, and so there's there's a debate on that too but basically you have the fundamental rights to do as you please here in this country And same with women, you know, with with the women's movement and women's right to vote and all that stuff. Guys, we've corrected what was wrong in history for centuries. America corrected it within 200 years. Within 200 years, we corrected all the wrongs. That's a huge burden when you think about it. And the American ethos, our founding fathers, our past – We have done that together. So we ignore those triumphs when we ignore history, when we don't read history, when we don't understand history. We ignore those amazing accomplishments that we've already had. Imagine if you just erased your trophies off the wall and you had no recognition or recollection of your past. Imagine that, of your past, your failures, your successes. Imagine if you just deleted it like men in black, like flash, like boom. Forgot all about your past, your past was you'd have to relearn how to make a PB and J sandwich. You'd have to relearn how to tie your shoes. You'd have to relearn all this shit. Why would we destroy history and try to repeat history? You see how that works? You see how that backwards thinking works? When you destroy history, you have no appreciation for it, you have no appreciation for even reading or studying the the different struggles and triumphs we've already had, then you are doomed to repeat it. So not only are you, you know, again, you the, the, the whole concept of You know, uh, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it is so very true. So the conscious effort to destroy history and not even decide to open a freaking book in this country is absolutely astonishing and sad. Okay, so here, watch this. Sports and entertainment utilizing their forced occupation of the minds of the people to propagate false narratives. So the people that have been jammed down into the American psyche for the last decade since are now telling us how terrible America is, how terrible we are. Okay, think about that. So we are dominated by idiots Okay, for lack of a better term, I mean, these, these Hollywood celebrities and these Joe Schmoes, uh, to me, Joe Schmoes, okay, uh, people are the famous athletes and stuff, those, those people are, are admirable for what they do in golf or basketball or, or movie. Their talents are, are wonderful. But when it comes to history, when it comes to the country, when it comes to creating a better civilization, I can tell you right now, I'm not taking advice from anybody like that. I can tell you right now, nothing that has come from Hollywood or, you know, um, musicians in many cases uh, and sports figures, I have formulated into my mind to be truth, okay? There's a lot of beautiful things that have happened through music, sports, and, and other forms of entertainment that have opened us up, right? Maybe documentaries of things like that. But the thing is, at the end of the day, when you have superstars who are known for their acting or superstars known for their talents in sports or something trying to talk about a dialogue in which they know nothing about frankly they just because just they're millionaires just because they're they're good you know football players or whatever it literally does not mean that they're smart you are smarter than the average athlete i will tell you right now you're also probably smarter than the average politician too our politicians on average are pretty fucking stupid so watch this okay political incentive this is another form of 21st century warfare political incentive to abolish police with the intention of replacing the, remember remember they're not just trying to get rid of the police are you kidding me of course not they're trying to they're trying to recreate the police they're trying to replace them with people that are going to enforce their idea of law and conduct Okay, and those are through the United Nations. Now, if you don't believe me, you can go into my other Facebook live, my other podcast before this one when I literally detailed the truth behind defunding the police. Okay, so uh, overall, I want to say as a last final comment here is that there's a lack of honest, hardworking people with the confidence to fight for our collective future. Think about that. There is what 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 the real problem is when I just laid all that out. It's not just all of that as a problem. It is be it is because we as people who are somewhat informed are afraid to actually say something, to actually be about what we know is true. And that is the hard message that I want for everyone to understand here. So if you love this video and this podcast, please leave a review, a rating. You're absolutely a blessing for listening and tuning into my crazy, ridiculous rants. Um, But yes, I appreciate it. Please feel free to reach out to me. Also, you can message me. We can communicate. We can have a phone call. We can talk. We can chat. I mean I'm all about that. We want to ask questions. You want to tell me stuff. I have a human out there. I have people sending me stuff all the time. They're telling me stuff they're experiencing out in the real world, their real life experiences. Like, Just feel free to give me that feedback because I do value that. I do value the real human, the human intelligence that's out there trying to get – Uh, The world spinning again, trying to get the world back again, trying trying to take back what is rightfully ours, which is what God has gifted us. The life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, all of this, the beauty that we have here, especially in this country and through this country, the leadership will lead in the rest of the world. Hands down, guaranteed, it's been that way since the beginning. It is still that way, but we are fighting a very long, hard fight for the future. So I appreciate you listening, guys. You have a great rest of your day. Peace.